quick intro this week. My guest for this week is the incomparable Mr. Chris George. He is a phenomenal human being. Uh, he is a actor. He is a comedian uh, of a sort. He doesn't do stand-up like I do. He does sketch. He does improv. And he is hilarious on the show that we are doing together right now, which is a Survivor comedy parody. And it is so much fun. Some of the funnest moments I've had on stage in the last little while uh, because it's just so different. So if you're able to come out, it's on Mondays at uh, 9 o'clock at Social Capital Theater. And if you want to catch him on the Instagram, he has a hilarious Instagram because the whole thing is just one running joke. And it is at Chris cf george it'll be in the description but i had a great time getting to talk to him in a long form and getting to know him better as a person and we find out that we're basically the same person so uh have fun going through that journey along with me and enjoy this the 12th episode of outside the party thanks for listening enjoy yeah so we met each other in an interesting way we did yes uh, we are both on season two, season two, season, season two, season yep. two season of, two. uh, of survivor parody called outwit, outplay, outlaugh. I just learned the, the right order. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, outlaugh, outplay, outplay, outlaugh. Outwit, outplay, outlaugh. Every time it's just like, you just get it wrong. No matter what, <laughs> yeah. I love I love the the uh, the logo of it is the the three things that a comedian needs a microphone, a chair, and a notebook. Yeah, <laughs> the chair part is funny because it's like that that's how you know it's improv. Mm-hmm. The stand ups are like, why is that? Why is that? <laughs> I guess you need a stool sometimes, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it's. Yeah, let's just talk about that or off the top, and then we'll get into the the theme of the podcast. But we can just because uh, yeah. it's it's Monday was phenomenal. Monday was Monday <laughs> was great. We've uh, as as of this recording, we've just done our second episode. Yes, um, Nick and I were on a tribe together, and are yes. still on a tribe together. Yes, yes, we got uh, shuffled at the end of the thing, but we got uh, we got to keep majority of the red on red, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's super intense. So to break down the show we just did, we, mm-hmm. we did the way it's structured is there's there's two challenges in the show, um, and after each challenge, there's a tribal council like in Survivor where they they vote someone off. And for our team this week, the, the two challenges were for the first part we had to do nine eight minutes plus, eight minutes plus like yeah. uh, plus of, of of sketch, and then the second part was. Three, three of our tribe members do characters. Um, three minutes each of characters. And uh, we swept the night. We, we our, our tribe won both both we won challenges. Both. That, that was awesome, man. And I was, and I was really I was really nervous going into this week because the other tribe... So it's all comedians from, from all around Toronto. Yes, um, yes. There's it, it, sketch, stand-up. The you, whole smorgasbord. You yeah. name it, right? And and varying levels of experience, credits, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, 
I think out of everyone, I'm the I'm the least experienced of everyone. So I was coming in just like I'm scared because <laughs> I knew how the game would get like get like intense. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were just like we're just have fun with it. I was like, you guys are interesting. <laughs> this is gonna get like people are gonna cry. I think by the end of this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think now that we've now that we've kind of passed the first couple episodes, I'm I think like... we've we've cut the people that weren't. As invested, I think. Yeah, yeah, and the and the and the pressure is a little off too. I know, like for me, I would have been pretty pretty devastated uh, getting voted out first. So it's nice yes. to have have made it kind of through that hump. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna grab a pen here. Yeah. In case I want to take notes because yeah, I'm I'm a fancy boy like that. Yeah, I also kind of felt like I I I was uh, uh, an outsider to this comedy group. Yeah. Um, going in because I I do. I don't. I've I've never really done stand up before, and so mm-hmm. I do. I do more like uh, I do mostly like straight acting, right? Yeah. I went to school for acting and and yeah. that sort of stuff. So it was a but you're a uh, scary experience. But your ability to commit is incredible, because <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> so for the first part, let's just let's go chronologically, and then we'll end off with the story of what you did, which okay, was yeah, fucking sure. uh, incredible. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, just we, you wait, listeners. The the, the <laughs> The sketch part was, which is where we were nervous because um, from mm-hmm. a couple of people on our team, we, we learned that the other tribe, the other team, they were really sketch heavy. They mm-hmm. have like they have they had three people that were uh, on like a really big sketch group in Toronto called the Sketchersons, mm-hmm. and so like they're they're really well known. Uh, I don't even know that much about sketch, and like I know their name, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah me like, too, right? Even the layman can kind of get it. Uh, and I think they do this thing called Sunday Night Live, yeah, every week, which is if you guessed it, Saturday, like Saturday Night Live, except yes. in Toronto on a yeah. Sunday. New new sketches every night, and <laughs> that that part was 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 a little um, scary because yeah. when the, our team went first, right? So and we what we did, we had two longer sketches that that were that mm-hmm. had a lot like they built they there was a lot of build like there was a lot of different jokes but the, it's a it's a gamble because if, if they don't bite on the premise at the beginning 100 then you have three minutes of just we're getting through this <laughs> stay with us please yeah I, I promise the next one maybe i don't know if you if you didn't like this one you maybe not, <laughs> not like but then the the, the the other team went up and they were they did in nine minutes, they probably did fourteen <laughs> yeah, different little it was, sketches. It was definitely a lot, like a lot of like little eight, short eight plus. Blackout. There were a lot of yeah different yeah. blackouts, and and uh, it was interesting because they had uh, they had the sketch that was uh, it, they kept coming back to that world, right? Mm-hmm. They, it was a through line. It, there were Halloween themed sketches, <laughs> and they had like a trick or treater situation that they kept coming back to. Like yeah. every three sketches, they would come back to. The, and it didn't land on the first one, and then it's like, and then the second one didn't land, and the third one like, <laughs> and when you come back to something, it's like, oh gosh, and it didn't, yeah, didn't work it's tough. The first time. It's interesting. Yeah, so we luckily we were able to to pull out a win. The audience, yeah. uh, that was a thunderous applause. That was, yeah, that was pretty good. I think they because uh, Jared, the host, asked uh, for the audience to only clap for one side, yeah, so it was yeah, easier only pick to one, yeah. determine because the. Uh, so, like Survivor, one tribe wins immunity, and the other tribe goes to tribal council. Yeah. <clears throat> until until we all merge into one tribe at, yeah. at some point in time. Um, week four, week five. Yeah, we're assuming it's going to be halfway through the eight yeah, week process, yeah, but yeah. you never know. Yeah. Um, probably end of next 
Edinburgh Week for it. Yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but uh, so so they all pretty much they all cheered for red in that one. Yeah, and there was uh, I think there was three people three out people. of an yeah. audience of forty something that, <laughs> yeah, that cheered, that cheered for, blue. for blue, and like I was not gracious in my win. <laughs> I'll say that I, I remember I was just like, yeah, that's right. Red, what? <laughs> red for life. Just like I bleed like, red. Like, like I, I, I'm not a thug, but all of a sudden, it, just in that moment, it's like thug life. Like it was got intense. Uh, I felt kind of bad right afterwards because I, I tried to be a nice guy, but it's yeah. like I'm so competitive, <laughs> and emotions are so high. It's so it's so stressful. Well, especially because like like you're saying, you don't do stand up. I don't do sketch mm-hmm. that often. Like I do improv. Like you know more than the than uh than than sketch or anything else mm-hmm. um but stand-up's my thing so like going into doing like a different avenue of comedy it's like totally. nerve it's nerve-wracking because you don't know if like you're gonna you're gonna be able to pull it off or you're gonna be able to sustain it and mm-hmm. you don't want to like let your team down yeah and so that, i'm pretty happy that like i felt like i contributed like I think, like, I like think the, you killed it both like, both the, of your characters were so funny yeah and then they they, they landed well and and, uh, you and in, in our we had uh, so one sketch was about uh, the many costumes of Justin Trudeau. Yes, where uh, Justin Trudeau is trying to pick out a Halloween costume, uh, but because of the black and brown yeah. incidents, <laughs> it needs to be okayed by a committee. And yeah, it keeps on coming out with uh, more and more. And we had a we have a very <laughs> diverse team. Yeah. So what we did was like each of the the team each of the tribe members that we had we had him come out as a woman. So uh, Bree came out, yeah. and then it was he came, and then I came out in in as me, uh, so uh, insinuating brown face, <laughs> and then uh, Dakota came out. And she's uh, she has a native background, so she came out like <laughs> in mucklucks doing like a native dance, and it was it was oh gosh, it pretty, was pretty like, out there, but yeah, it was, it was the, out there. And but the, the audience thing, responded. If, if the they don't they jump have. on board. Yeah. <laughs> It's it like, it's really so bad. tense, because it's like, if you don't get that we're joking, it's like, these guys are racist! Yeah. Uh, I, I don't get how you could, uh, like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's a, as with all comedy, like, you're throwing yourself out there and you hope yeah. it lands, right? Yeah. And, and the only way you can really get it to hit hard and well is to commit fully. Yeah. And there's nothing scarier than when you commit fully and it doesn't work. Yeah. Like you're just stuck in an act out. You're stuck in a character that's big and loud and there's silence. <laughs> there's nothing. And you're just like, her, we're going to get, we're... keep going. Too bad. Yeah, I'm on the stage for a while. So we, we, we got to the, through that. Mm-hmm. We, uh, the other two went to tribal council. They lost actually one of their really good members, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I was surprised she was, she's really funny. Yeah. She was, she, she was like one of the standouts in the first week. So apparently she wanted to get voted out though, because she was, she has a really busy November. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the case for both of them too. Cause yeah. I know the second one who got voted out booked something and she was worried she wasn't going to be right. available for uh, the next Monday. So oh, kind of takes, takes the pressure off yeah, the vote bit, too and, bit, and makes yeah. it a little less personal too, which is nice. Yeah. If people are on board with that. I wonder <laughs> if they discussed that or if they were just like, Oh, well, it works out anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Or that that's just or them that's like the so- soothing them with themselves. <laughs> well, I, I I wouldn't have been able to maybe miss like make one of them possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a three hour buffer. I could have made it, but I've like really, I didn't want to rush. <laughs> really busy November. Those quilts aren't going to crochet themselves, so <laughs> it's good that I'm not here. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. 
and then we come to the second part of the show where we do the the care uh, where three of three of our team yeah, from each team mm-hmm. three people did characters. Yeah. Uh, and then so three minute character sets each. Yeah. So people. for for uh, for the other team, the only one that I think that really hit hard was uh, was uh, Dolly Parton parody mm-hmm. that one of them did. And then she's on our team now, right? Yeah, she is, yeah. which is great, because she killed yeah. it. I didn't get yeah. to see a lot of her set, but yeah. my girlfriend who saw the show, she's like, oh, yeah, I cheered for her more than I cheered for you. <laughs> she was so funny. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. I sent Melanie a message. I was like, just so you know, my, my girlfriend thinks you're much funnier than I am. So. Yeah, I was stuck outside, I think, doing a confessional at that point, so yeah. I missed, might have missed one of them. But the uh, we have to film like confessionals, like talking to camera about our feelings and stuff, mm-hmm. um, just for context. And, uh, like real Survivor. If yeah. you know Survivor, it's they're just trying to set it up exactly the same way. They're they're huge Survivor fans, mm-hmm. and they're like they take it so seriously. Yeah. Jared is. Uh, I think I'm gonna have him on next week. Oh, or something, amazing! So. Yeah, he'd be a great. Get to discuss it, and, yeah. And then uh, for the character on our, our team, we had uh, Mike Moratis. He he mm-hmm. he did uh, he did a MC throat punch. So it was a rapper who only raps about really nice things. <laughs> So like, I think the last minute and a half were just him talking about how fluffy and cute his kitty his cat, cat was. Yeah. <laughs> Called a cat nap or a yeah. cat catastrophe. Yeah, cat <laughs> puns in there. My favorite line that he had was uh, was like, make cucumber sandwiches with little toothpicks with the tips. Bitch, don't you think I know what a tea party is? <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. Just yeah. the, the anger and the Dakotas. I I really like too. She mm-hmm. did. She did like a, a farmer character. That was singing a song about two pigs that were in love. Yeah. That she had to kill for bacon, and it, it like, if if the other two characters weren't there, like if Mike was in there, you weren't there, that would have been amazing. It's just I think you guys just like brought it to a, another level with the intensity. <laughs> like Mike's just like out there screaming, Mike, like Mike's full was on, really, like, like his, the he his and, intensity. Made and he the was jumping right? on chairs and stuff. It yeah. was insane. Yeah, he was great. And then you came out, and you had a a cutoff shirt that had uh, that that said Thug Life with Carlton on it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> my boy Carlton. My character was called uh, a fun, cool guy at the club. Oh gosh! Um, just g- give us like just explain it. <laughs> uh, so so it comes out. So I cut a piece of music together. I just searched generic club music on YouTube, and yeah. the first one was like, "This is generic and fantastic." Um, so I I cut. I cut it together to make sure it was three minutes because that's the amount of time that we had. And you and had to put make sure that the last twenty seconds lined up properly. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so it started out. He he gets into the club and he's trying to talk to people and nobody's nobody's really paying the attention. The usual to him. club uh, like uh, I guess etiquette thing. There's like, what what are you drink? Hey, what, what are you drink? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Like he's <laughs> trying to talk and then he eventually starts dancing with this with this one person. You you did so many little nuance things in there that were perfect. <laughs> Um, that I one of them didn't get a laugh, and I was angry at the audience that they didn't get a laugh. Which is where you 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 did the like oh you look at oh <laughs> you did like Are you look at me no, they're like looking at the person you. behind yeah. <laughs> that, is this me it's that, 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 oh okay that, that was that, that was perfect oh gosh because it's it's the little it's that <laughs> it's just it's so oh god the physicality of it was perfect uh, it's that sort of environment that I. Uh, 
that I live my life in. So yeah. it comes. That, <laughs> oh, that, are, is that you're talking? Nope, not mm-hmm. me. Okay, oh, vague, is it me? Okay, vague awkwardness. Yeah, I I, I do that to other people uh, at malls when I'm bored, especially like anything with multiple floors, like mm-hmm. a Yorkdale or or Eaton Center. I'll stand by a railing and I'll wave, <laughs> and I'll just make heavy eye contact with people until someone sees and they start waving. And then I just like watching them process yeah. me waving at them because they're like, ah, "That's not Dave." Like, <laughs> and then they're, they're just they're like, "I that guy's nuts." Like, and then they go on with their day. I just like the idea that like maybe they tell that story later. Yeah, I was just walking 100%. by. <laughs> I literally did the same thing on my drive here. I was beside this. We were, I both. I was kind of like jamming to the music, and I looked over, and the, and there was just a girl just like who was clearly not impressed and sitting in traffic. And I just started going, hey, hi. And she looked over, she's like, oh, hello, and just gave me a tentative yeah. wave. I was like, okay, see ya. Oh, gosh. That, that, that uncomfortable <laughs> space that you that you can live in. Yeah. Uh, God, I, I think that's the biggest thing that performing gets out of you. And I've heard this about like about acting uh, as, a, as an advice thing. It's like, it, it's embarrassing and weird, and the the setup of it is uncomfortable and stupid, right? It, just in general, like, say you're on a set and you're acting, which mm-hmm. I haven't been, but I've heard a lot of stories, so I'm going to paraphrase. That, like, you, you're there and you have 60 people just staring at you, and you're supposed mm. to be intensely talking about your love for a person. Yeah. Or, like, even heightened, like, you have to have a sex scene with, like, 40 people watching you holding boom mics and lights. Like, yeah. <laughs> It, you have to completely be okay with looking ridiculous and taking things outside of yourself and yeah. stand up like two and improv and and sketch all of this. You have to commit to things and you have to be okay with being in a ridiculous place, right? Yeah. And just kind of separating yourself from those feelings or like feeling them like it's like oh I feel a little embarrassed right now, but we're gonna power through that yeah. because that's the only way it'll land. Like you need, people need to tr- like believe that you believe what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And you did that phenomenally. Oh, thanks man. And yeah. The, and so, so the rest of the character oh. is, uh, basically the music starts and he tries to start talking to this person who he's dancing with. And, uh, and he realizes that, that they can't hear a word that he's saying. Yeah. And so he starts, uh, Unloading his inner demons, let's say. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, like my mom doesn't love me, <laughs> and just like, but all the while dancing like a maniac to this yeah. club music. And um, every time you, I don't know if this was a conscious thing on your part, like you wrote wrote it this way in the physicality, but like every time you you ratcheted up in what he was revealing about himself, the dancing got more yeah. ridiculous. You <laughs> <laughs> had yeah, to try to check. My dad left. <laughs> my dad left when I was seven. <laughs> Uh, That's why I have intimacy issues. Oh God, you did like the the windmill. Oh, you want to do a shot of heroin? I'm addicted. It's the only thing that numbs the pain. Oh, I apologize if everyone anyone's bad about that, but that is just gold. That is just oh comedy gold, and then. Ratchet it up even more, and you and you, then you rip off the tearaway. I, I rip pants. off my tearaway pants. I've got my bright spandex green mm, shorts underneath. Neon green. There's a glow stick break in yes. in the middle. Oh, that, that was, was I think my favorite part. It came right after intimacy issues, and then he pulls out these glow sticks and, and just he does it and just keeps dropping one, but he always has another one. And See, I, it, it, <laughs> and you were you were acting it so well because 
the first time you dropped it, I was like, oh, he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh shit. And then you pulled out the second one. I was like, oh, he has a backup. Drop that one. You pull out the third one. I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. <laughs> I love when, as like, as a comedian, like. Or, or as as just a performer, like when I don't recognize the game and then it just happens yeah. to me, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was between that and um, and do try. I was gonna try to do devil sticks oh. with, with the glow sticks as well, <laughs> but, but they weren't long. I was practicing a little. I was like, ah, oh, they're they're not long enough to like for the joke to actually play as though he, he and and me and Cal were talking. Uh, he was on our team. and He just moved to the other team. Mm-hmm. Cal Post. A yeah. very funny guy, and we were talking. It's like you played it so nonchalantly in the preparation of it. Like even when we were talking about who's doing characters, like even the messages. Like we, I looked back, you were just like, "Yeah, I have this guy that this character that I do. It's called Cool Fun Guy at the Club." And we we're like, "Oh, okay, right." And you just completely like buried the lead that it's like it's murderous. Like, this character is incredible. Oh, oh that's actually well. It's a, this is I, I came up with it when I when I sent the the message. I was like, yeah. Oh, I think this could be funny. Really? So, yeah. So this is the first time. Oh like, my I've gosh! Ever, I've ever done it. That so was I, so polished. I wasn't sure if it was gonna hit. Like I was really nervous that like because the club scene like you have Night yeah. at the Roxbury. You yeah. have you have all these sort of like I think there's a bit in How I Met Your Mother too where where they're at a club. And yeah, like, yeah. And he ends up dancing hear. with his cousin, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like I was like I hope that this like. This club no, you character took, you isn't, took it isn't to played a, out. You had a different avenue on it. Yeah. I think the only thing you might have missed was with the T-shirt. You didn't. I don't think you ever Carltoned. Oh yeah. It, right. That would have been. That would have been like a little, like a nice a little, little nice little punch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because you were wearing the shirt, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe it's even more meta that you wearing the shirt and never met, <laughs> never, never touched it. I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to do a couple times see which ones hits harder. Yeah. Because it like, yeah. That that that's that was so much fun. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that 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 ends the me appreciating you part of the podcast. <laughs> hey, I, I love this part of the podcast. <laughs> it's a good part of the podcast, <laughs> which leads right into uh, into the the serious part of the podcast. Then um, we're gonna start off. We're gonna go on a roller coaster of emotions. We're gonna start off with. Uh, I just want you to tell me about when I when I ask the question, just what comes mm-hmm. first to mind. Worst day of your life. Wow. Yeah. Uh, performance wise or just, just in, in general? general like whatever whatever jumps to mind like the the when when you think back to like that day I, I have several of them when I think back to it I just get a flop sweat thinking about what happened you know because yeah. you just get to relive it in a little bit of a uh, I don't know flashback just because uh, just to give you like a, an idea of what we're doing it's like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do this and then we'll, we'll talk comedy like peaks and troughs and comedy cool and then so booking book ending a trough of life peak in life and then we can cool. get to like, I like bring that. it all the way I like through that. okay so I won't, I, won't, I won't make it performance related then cause I'll yeah because we'll, we'll get into the, like I mentioned earlier bomb and kill and all of that um yeah there's not there's not one particular day I guess that would stand out to me yeah. as as like a worst day of my life but for me I I I guess what's immediately come to mind are are any of the sort of massive heartbreaks that you that you experience just on like a, a personal level. Right. You know, I I'm kind of I'm kind of a sap. I'm kind of a you 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 a little uh, bit of a romantic. We, we've had I guess this might be our 
fourth interaction, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty and, much. And, and I already feel like I really know you. Like, yeah, you, I think we are kid and spirits, and that we 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 get past the small talk and be like, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about ourselves. Like, yeah, let's actually be get to know one another. And mm-hmm. and I think that I can. You, maybe you're more of a wear hard on the sleeve type of person, right? Yeah. So I. I I guess if you relationship wise, it's good to have that, but it's it's also, you know, you you, you vulnerability is exactly that. It's vulnerable. Yeah, right? it's it's tough, right? And and I don't. I feel like now too in in my personal life because of. Uh, I can be. I can. I kind of oscillate between the two. I I feel either like really emotional or completely stoic and logical. You know what I mean? And I feel like that sort of stoicism and, and logic-based thinking has mm. is something that has been built up um, over time. And it's also kind of how my brain works. Uh, you, right. you, and I, you and I kind of share in common uh, an interest in mathematics. Yeah. Um, I know this from, from you know, yeah. listening to previous podcasts and, and that sort of <laughs> I stuff. I love that. I love that you uh, did your research. Uh, well, well that's, that's how I knew, yeah. like... I was like, man, Nick and I have a lot in common. Like, I also grew up Catholic. Yeah. Um, I was raised in, like, a pretty Catholic household. Um, also, like, not so much anymore. No, no. Um, uh, I, I I, don't know if the, you had this with your parents, but I, I realized that my parents, um, though they raised me Catholic, and we went to church a lot, and we, we did all of the stuff, did mm-hmm. all, of the, all of the... We're, we're Italian, so, like, we're basically... We're a very heightened version of CNE Catholics because, like, <laughs> Christmas, Easter, they come around. We, we're having huge blowouts like, yeah. with food and family and, and all of that. And but I realized that when I was when I was reached like my mid teenage years that I we we stopped. Me and my sister stopped going to church. My and my parents slowly stopped after that. They went oh, like for for like five or six weeks like after we stopped, and then it's kind of petered out. And I I think I re- I realized that they were kind of. I think they did it because they wanted to raise us in a framework that they made yeah. sense to them, yeah. right? So, but they never when they when you talk about like Catholic guilds, a lot of people talk about that. I don't like, think I have that. Oh, I got a lot. I, I, of I don't that. think I have it as much because my parents like we would listen to the homily, yeah. but then we would go to breakfast afterwards and then just talk about life and and, cool. and 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 things. And I think they kind of were able to facilitate it so that we got the good parts without the bad, yeah. right? Like, we got the, like, treat others as you want to be treated, yeah. but, like, gay people are great, too, right? Yeah. Like, we got, we got the the core message of it landed with us, Yeah. but I don't, we didn't get all of the, the baggage that associated with all of the other rules and stuff. Yeah, or with, like, the, the hardcore fanatic. I guess, well, let's call them fanatics, because that yeah. sort of behavior is fanatical to believe that Well, and you have these are. people that are, I, I have them in my life, um, I'm gonna be vague about it because in case they ever listen, yeah. um, <laughs> that are that are super into the church and super like like go all of the time, are very involved in all of that, and they 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 have all these things that they preach and they lecture about and all of that, but they don't practice it. Mm-hmm. Right, like they're yeah. they're, they're hypocriticism embodied. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they say like love everyone, but it's like. But if you if you don't fall within the things that I'm okay with, then it's like then there then it's then anger and, yeah. and every all of that other stuff, right? Yeah. And and I really bucked against that. Like it didn't it doesn't make sense to me. I, I I say that with when I look at other people's lives, I 
the it's a it's kind of like a joke that I that the way I delivered it was like I'm so selfish. Well, I really don't care what you're doing. Like like as long as whatever you're doing in your life doesn't affect me, like I don't I could give less shits. Like, like, so it's, so like you want you want to you want to be gay, you you want to you want to live your life in a different way than I I do. More power to you. Go for Does it. it make affect my life negatively? No. Couldn't couldn't care less. <laughs> exactly. And that really should be the sort of mentality. Like I yeah. there's so much well, yeah, I mean, you could you could talk about the problematic views of fanatical Christians and Catholics yeah. for hours and hours. Yeah. Um, but you could be you could be problematic and fanatic about anything, right? That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that. And it's not just it's any, not just any, people who anything you believe in or anything you you kind of link your identity to mm-hmm. that can be problematic because then. You, any attack on that is an, attack, an attack on, on you, you, right? Yeah. So, like, just, it's a trope and it's a joke, but, like, vegans, like, mm-hmm. like fanatic vegans are just as as ridiculous as fanatic Catholics, yeah. fanatic uh, Muslims, fanatic Hindu, whatever you want to pick. Like it, it can be just as ridiculous because you're you're gonna you're gonna throw paint on people for buying coats like like or you're gonna you're gonna protest outside of a this is the one that really bothered me. There's that have you heard about the restaurant Antler? No. So it's it's a, there's a restaurant it's called Antler and they they Trump. do yeah they do game cooking so like the the mm. chef goes out and, and and or he he has people that go out and hunt. And that's the only thing he cooks is, wow. is, is meat that's hunted and vegetables and stuff that are foraged hmm. by him or his immediate circle, right? That's neat. So the very small restaurant, yeah. small seats, probably pretty expensive, never been there. Yeah. But that's what they have. It's like farm, literally like, like range to table cooking, yeah. right? And vegans chose to go and, and, protest, and, outside. and protest outside of it. And this is the part that makes no sense. Across the street is a butcher shop. Where they have factory farmed like meat that coming in, yeah. and they they didn't chose to go. They chose to go to the small place that that has a good message and and at their core they're following what you want. It's like these are naturally natural animals. Right? Like it's yeah. a sustainable fashion. We need to kill deer because that's how you control their population, mm-hmm. right? There's not enough predators and all of that. That's what um, I've been told. Ecology and, yeah. all, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then I love this because the the chef. I, I, when I meet him, he's going to be like one of my, it's going to have to be starstruck because what he did, they were protesting. So he, he hadn't even opened yet. So he took a deer carcass and pulled it right into the front right window and started like slaughtering it right there, like cutting it up right there in wow. front of them. Like, and he was just like, he was like peeling back the skin. He was like, you see this, this is a tenderloin. <laughs> And I love that, that because because like, it's a fuck you, but all at the same time he's being like hands off. He could have gone out there and yelled at them. He was just like an active pro. That is the biggest like balls out move <sighs> I've heard of. That's and then like they, they 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 got angry, tried to write articles, and the whole city was just like, nah, fuck you guys. This guy's good. He his business like went through the roof. Yeah, oh, like Joe sure. Rogan goes there when he comes into town. <laughs> like like that's where he goes for dinner because he because wow. he likes hunting. That seems like a very Joe Rogan place. That's how I heard about the story. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I heard about it because 
he, weirdly enough, I heard about Joe Rogan's podcast. Like I, I got into it yeah. through this story because uh, I was working in a co-op and my boss was super into Joe Rogan. And mm-hmm. She was going to Antler and I was like, how'd you hear about Antler? She was like through Joe Rogan. And then yeah. all this conversation goes. Made you want to be interested in listening to the podcast. And then I got uh, super into that and. Yeah, I'm, I'm able to trace back, like, I've heard this the, this say, said that, like, Joe Rogan is just Oprah for men. <laughs> and I I'm, think, like, I'm like, I'm like, it's a little on the nose. I like, think he's a little bit, a little hard, more hardcore than yeah, Oprah. Yeah, well, I mean, he's <laughs> but, just like that, you know. A little bit more uh, opinionated like, than Oprah, let's yes, say. <laughs> yes, but it's the It's that guy, that that person you can look at, it's like. Their, their aspiration, and they also seem to be living out what they're talking about mm-hmm. in, in, in that way. And I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I got super into Rogan for a while and, like, just, like, listened to, like, for four or five hours a day, just, like, wow. like well, because I was at work and doing yeah. numbers and on oh, a spreadsheet, nice. right? Yeah. So you just put it on, it's like, well, let's hear what Joey Diaz got to say. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, yeah, I, I was able to track that. I, I think I got a lot better at stand-up just by listening to, like, for sure. these comedy podcasts. Because yep. when you hear, like, people who are amazing and operating at the highest level yeah. just talk about how they do their craft, like, it's just, I feel like you're able to even just subconsciously jump a few levels by, sure. by talking about that. But, yeah. Anyways, but uh, I guess you just, you didn't have a worst day of your life. You yeah. had you had periods of hardship Period, associated with heart, of, heartbreak. Yeah, it's, it's, it'd be more heartbreak. Like, I... Back in the day, I would uh, I would fall for people pretty easily, and and I also was a loser. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those those sorts of feelings would yeah. would kind of never be reciprocated. Yeah, I had that um, too. Like the first person, like I was I was also such a loser, which you, you listen to some of it, you know. <laughs> um, but I, I it what when I I kind of turned a corner in like grade ten or like end of grade ten into grade eleven where like I, I I got a little bit more attractive like still wasn't one but like I was kind of in shape I had some sort of like physique mm-hmm. and I built a little bit of confidence and then the second that the first girl that showed interest in me I was just like this is fucking happening this is amazing yeah, yeah. and then you find out that she had a boyfriend and that she was cheating on him with you it was just the whole thing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've been there yeah 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 but my conscience is clear because I didn't know and then I I only met up with her once after I knew because I was you know desperate anyways <laughs> but uh, I, I I try and operate off of Harvey uh Harvey Specter rules. Never be the guy that uh, that people cheat with, but uh, yeah, because you don't you never want to be that person. Like, uh, but I don't know. There was uh, I had my my ex was a lot more attractive than me, so she she would uh, one of my one of my incredibly attractive. Yeah. Oh sure. All right. You're so nice. <laughs> look at this. Look at this genuine spot. Uh, it, uh, who who has this? Um, it was uh, my buddy Jesse Ralph. He has a he has a bit that he does on stage about how uh, when you're dating a girl that's attractive, like people just are always sliding to their DMs and stuff. It's mm. it's like having someone drop off uh, <laughs> drop off resumes for a job you're not qualified for. Like, <laughs> it's a great bit, right? Just the, the premise of it. Yeah. And, and he, he, like, and so that happened all the time, right? So you would just, like, her phone would buzz and it's just people saying, like, hey, you want my, like, it, it, in so many words, say, like, you want my dick now? Wow. How about now? How about now? Like, <laughs> and it would just, it, it would get so heightened, like, and I, 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 
at first, like you, it upsets you, right? Like you have to, you're like, you're like, ah, uh, this bothers me. But then it's like you have to be come to sense side to it. It's like everyone's just trying to do what they're trying to do to sustain themselves. And if if it, that if what that looks like is them trying to, I don't know, get with my my girlfriend at the time, like me being angry about it, it doesn't really accomplish much. Yeah. I, I'm pulling up my phone just because I want to show you that I, I just tried to start having fun with it. Like, uh, <laughs> so like th- there was this one guy that would message her every time she posted a selfie, he would message her just, just in case, <laughs> just in case we broke up. Right. <laughs> and anytime there was a picture that didn't mention me, it was just like, <laughs> how about hey. now? <laughs> hey, you still with your boyfriend? Wow. That's yeah. So disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, and then sometimes it, it's like, it, I had to be, be hands off and be like, ah, whatever. Like if anyone's bothering you, let me know. And, and then we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah. But like, and it ha- happened a couple of times that one of the, one, a guy that, sh- that got hired for her work and she was working at a restaurant. She was a server yeah. guy that got hired. He was like super over the top and, and like, like hitting on her. And then it got to the point that she was like getting uncomfortable. And then it, I, I like they they went out for like a work function at a at a bar or a club or something and he was like he was making passes at her and stuff and then she was like I'm super uncomfortable and then I I I, I got angry and then yeah. I was like hey can you get me this guy's number and and she she got it to me and then I just I called him Good like I just yeah. called him and then he 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 didn't answer and he he was it was loud so he couldn't answer and then so I just texted him I'm like Hey, if you don't stop what you're what you're doing right now and making and making her uncomfortable, um, the next conversation we have is going to be a lot less polite. Yeah. Have a good day. Like I and I just kept it super <laughs> and concise, yeah. and then he quit the next day. <laughs> wow, good. <laughs> but like, it's just it. Well, the think... fact that it needs to get to that point sometimes is is, is it's, upsetting. It's horrendous, but I think it's. But the I... desperation on on men's side on the other side, I understand it. I understand how you get there, but like when you have an inability to recognize the situation, like it's. Uh, it, it, it's hard. Like, I'm trying to be understanding, but at the same time, it's like. I mean, you can only be understanding to a point, right? Right. Like, sure, you we can we can comprehend what leads to harassment. Yes. And we can un- understand that, yeah, sure, these guys are, are lonely and and clearly did not learn how to socially function mm-hmm. or had enough women in their life to interact with as human beings that they've propped them up, whatever, right? Yes. But... Yeah. I, but uh, I 40-year-old version putting the pussy on a pedestal. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah legit. But at the same time... Like yeah, it's great to understand it so that so that you can approach it in in a manner of understanding, but not in a manner of of uh, supporting. I think uh, in a manner of supporting uh, the women and being able to to protect your your female friends who are constantly getting harassed. Yeah, I think it's, it's but it's this weird state because um, like being the boyfriend where where your girlfriend's getting hit on and mm-hmm. like when you're when you're out in public, if you step more than six feet away from her. People start to, like start to drift over, or just start staring in like wow. in a ridiculous way, right? Uh, it, it's 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 like because I, I, I am a, a more of a confrontational person. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's this balance of like, do I let myself get upset? What do I let bother me? Yeah. Right? Because if I let little things bother me, then it can get quickly get out of me all the time. And then the the thing is like, it, it, in a weird way. You, if you let that stuff get angry at her, I, I, I get let you get angry. Um, 
sometimes like just the the level of emotion can get displaced and then all of a sudden you're angry at her yeah she didn't do anything wrong but like you just it's it's the 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 emotions can get misplaced so it's hard to try and regulate yourself in that because i am a super logical person but i do i am sensitive as well yeah so it's trying to balance those two things because it's easy to um we, we, me and my ex always had this issue because when we would fight, I would be super logical mm-hmm. and she'd be like, why aren't you be, like, why aren't you That's like invested? Why aren't yeah. you, why don't you seem emotional about this? I'm like, cause if I get emotional about this, I'm going to scream at you in a way that's going to be super uncomfortable for you. So I need to be able to move myself, remove myself, compartmentalize a little bit and look at it objectively. Cause, and then sometimes it gets to the point that you do have to like, like, you know, let the beast out of the cage and stuff. And it's like. Uh, then you're yelling and then you're then you then it's no communication real communication happens and then you have to talk to her afterwards like i'm sorry i scared you (laughs) like because it's like my face if i look angry like it just uh even though like we were together for four years it was like still like i don't know it's a it's something you don't recognize that no because i'm generally a pretty happy and jolly guy yeah and, uh, yeah, it, just when you see the, uh, like, there's always that other side to, to a person, right? 100%. Like, and, even when you have to bring that out, it's like, it, it, it's uncomfortable, but it's also kind of freeing when you get to, like, be, get angry like that. Yeah, I can see that. I, I sometimes know. I look forward to those, those moments where <laughs> to get angry, where, where it's, where you, you, you're getting angry, but you know, it's justified. So you don't feel bad about it. Like, it, it yeah. doesn't really happen in relationships for me, but it's more like with, with in interactions with people, like, stay with the girlfriend thing. Like, uh, probably three years back now, we went to, uh, we were at McMaster, this is where we went to school, yep. and we were in Hamilton in the club district, we went to, for, a, for a Halloween thing, and uh, a guy in his 40s just went, went up and, like, grabbed my, my girlfriend's ass. Like, Yuck. like what? Grabbed a good handful, and then like I mean, I, I was yeah. angry, but at the no same handfuls, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just trying to like emphasize yeah. how creepy it was. Yeah. But and then she didn't even she thought it was me that was doing it, so she she didn't even like react. And then I was like like four feet behind her, and I I saw this, and then this guy's dressed up as a cowboy in his forties, grabbing like a twenty year old, and I'm and I got Yuck. so angry, but I still remember like I was a little bit happy in that moment that I was like, I get to be this angry right mm. now. Right. Yeah. And so I pushed, <laughs> I pushed the guy and then like, and then his friends like were holding him back. I'm like, if you get anywhere, and then I got to, I got to be the angry guy at the club. The it's like, guy. you get anywhere near tonight. Like I got to, the number of, oh, that was always so stressful going out to clubs or bars and stuff yeah. with my, my, my ex. Cause she, uh, she was just, people would just go up to her. Right. And then it's just, it, it's, it's hard to be like, and I would have the I have this conversation. I at one point I called my dad and I was like, "Dad, like how do you how do you deal with this?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You gotta you have to." He 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 worded as like, "You have to protect her, but you can't you can't get let it get to you, right? Because then because yeah. then you're getting arrested, right? Like let, like then you're then you're the one in the back of a squad car. So you have to be you have to be." play a zone defense but you can't be you can't get a penalty for it like it's so it's this weird thing that like no one really ch- talks about that like the the, the rough parts in having a hot girlfriend <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's talking about the this is the thing that people need to know <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> write a blog post and attach it to the to this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's huh? just I don't know. And like there's it, all these other little things that kind of come together in this experience that you have but it, it's there's these things that you can't really tell your friends about or complain about because most of my friends don't don't do very well with women so like me it's me basically like like complaining oh, from an iron from my, a gold my throne. So hot. Yeah, my oh. girlfriend's so hot. You guys, pe- you guys don't even know. <laughs> yeah. you don't even know how it feels. And the only way you can <laughs> actually me. the only way you can actually communicate it to them is in that voice. You have to you have to make it a joke. That's yeah. like, oh, I'm complaining about this, but like at, at the core of it, it's like this actually bothers me. <laughs> I kind of just want to talk to this to someone. Is yeah, that, is that yeah. anybody interested? <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, you when you happen to get to have like FaceTime with a boyfriend and another boyfriend that understands it, you're just like, oh, dude, like, <laughs> you know, right? You know, you get to commiserate. <laughs> it happens a few times. You're standing outside of Victoria's Secret, just holding the bag. You're leaning against like, you too, eh? <laughs> yeah, you too. All right. <laughs> well, let's roll right into that laugh. Into um, tell me about the worst time you've had on stage. Worst bomb. Worst bomb. Yeah, I was trying to think about this. Um, in, in sketch, in improv, acting. You know, et I think it. I think I'll, it, it's actually it actually goes back to high school, because uh, this was my. So there was an. Imp- I was in grade nine. Um, there was an improv club at school. You get together. You learn how to do improv. I was like, great. I love drama. Uh, this will be so much fun for me. Short form. Uh, yeah, just short yeah, form. Yeah. Really, like it was just like games. Freeze. Yeah. yeah. And then and then. Um, I think people, I don't even know if they went to Sears Festival. Uh, where did you, did you grow up, Toronto? Uh, North City, Richmond Hill. Okay, yeah, yeah. so like Sears yeah. Festival was a yeah. kind of a thing then. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's called Sears anymore, anyway. Yeah. But so, the, so there's this improv. Sure Sears closed. Yeah. <laughs> they went bankrupt. Yeah, they may not be uh, the best sponsor no. as of right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is brought to you by clearance sales for equipment at Sears. 75% off. Go now. Yeah. The shelves. We're selling the shelves. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so there was, it was in, it was in grade nine and I was, and I was really excited and I was still like shy. Um, Oh, this is all, all my siblings had, had left home, so it was just like me and my parents. I was, I was like still pretty shy. I was the type of guy who would play darts and watch Twenty Two Minutes with my parents on the fr- on every Friday night. Uh, Ooh, so that sounds uh, like a dope Friday night. Yeah, it was great. We had pizza. Yeah. It was wicked. Oh, did you did you picnic the pizza? Uh, we we did this in my family uh, on Fridays. We'd go to Blockbuster or Rogers Video and get get a movie. Nice. They were they were like one plaza apart. It would just depend on where we wanted to go, what type of vibe we wanted oh, to yeah. pick up our movies at. Hundred percent. Right? And uh, we'd get that. We had a we, jumbo video. Ooh, that, we went to. that sounds even more sketchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they had they had a popcorn machine. Really? So every time you went, you could get your little bag of popcorn and browse whatever movies you wanted. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Man. I I always remembered like being angry when you got to the cash because they'd have all the candy that your parents would never let you buy because they mark it up, right? So, like, they would be like, yeah. we have candy at home. <laughs> and then you would be like, but I want those sour Skittles. And then we would get our movie, and then we'd get our pizza, and then we'd go home, and coming from, like, a raised super Italian, we always sat at the dinner table and ate dinner together. Yep. And most too. of the time with the TV off, right? Yep. Uh, but then Friday night would come, and we'd get to... Ha- have picnics so we'd have the coffee table in front of the TV oh, cool. and got to eat around the coffee table sitting on the couch or on the floor and watch a movie and that was like fun it was, it was a nice little treat yeah, anyways that's really anyways, fun anyways you, you were having pizza on a Friday yep. play darts play darts 
Um, yeah, no, that's that's great. Actually, really, really fun, really fun to do. It was yeah. for us. It was always it was always Costco, uh, four cheese, Kirkland pizza, Ooh. and then uh, we wouldn't I, I we wouldn't the... eat it around the darts. Oh, oh, you don't want the grease on yeah. that. It's easy to hit a foot. But yeah, anyway, that's that's a that's a snapshot of of, of the person that Chris George was in <laughs> uh, in grade nine. Um, but yeah, so so I went I went to this improv thing, and the first the first game, it was just you. There was something going wrong. It's still like a really vivid memory, which is which is how I know it was kind of traumatic. Uh, yeah. Like they always are. Yeah, you can feel the flop sweat down the center of your back. Yeah, oh. and it. And and I remember like okay yeah like I'm gonna try improv I've never done this before you just gotta you just gotta go for it you just gotta put yourself out there and 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 be something zany and so like I came in and I, there were these coconut there's this coconut prop there's a bunch of props you could use I was like great so I put this pro- coconut prop it was like a a meeting that they were having and I came in I was like hello did someone order a Hawaiian dancing dancing lady. And and there were these mean grade twelves who were there and they booed me, immediately when I came on. Clearly they were like assholes, yeah. assholes or or homophobic or or whatever. Um, I mean that's just that's ridiculous because like improv. It, were they also improvisers? I think they were like in the club, but like oh god, that they're they're going get. Yeah. Improv itself, even if it's bad, it's all it should always be yes and right. Mm-hmm. It should always be like oh, even yeah. if it's going terribly like lean into it even harder and like and contribute to it yeah. right like like if it's going back like add something that elevates it or like I don't yeah know. yeah so just 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 jerks yeah um, but i mean like it's it's high school whatever but i remember just like getting flushed uh leaving the stage immediately and then com- it, it's uh, coming on your, later your your, but... your face gets hot oh yeah your extremities get cold mm. and your torso gets cold but you have this sweat pouring down the center of your back, right? <laughs> and like, and then for me, it's like I also get a little bit of under boob sweat right here, yeah. like just, and it's just, oh god, that feeling. It, it's so scary, but it does make you feel alive. Like that, 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 that floaty feeling of like this is going terribly. Yeah, and then I just remember, I remember being being really devastated by it. And I remember like crying on the walk home i cried a lot as a kid whenever, whenever i'd get angry i would cry oh <gasps> uh, yeah kindred sphere i just talked about it a couple episodes oh, yeah? back but yeah I, I i i can never let myself get angry in school and stuff because yeah. i would i would start crying yeah. and i remember being in the principal's office once because i i well let's tell the story i i was in grade nine and i had the every single class that year with this one guy right yeah and we started off the year as friends, but I slowly realized that he was a terrible person mm. over the months, right? So yeah. that by the end of the year, I hated his guts. <laughs> and we were we were sitting next to each other in this reli- in religion class, and he just said something that really bothered me. It, it was about someone else or something. He was making fun of someone, and it got me angry. And so I picked him up and tossed him across the room. <laughs> Over a ah. desk, he tumbled, and then this is the best part. My t- like, say this is the- you're him. Yep. This is me. Yeah. My t- the teacher's right there <laughs> as it happened. So I just chucked him, and she away. was and she was just like, just get outside. <laughs> like, and I got sent to the principal's office, and then, uh, you know, get taken down, getting in trouble, get take like getting in trouble, and they're talking to both of us, and then like we're talking about why it's happening, and I start to cry because mm-hmm. I'm angry, yeah. and then. 
I threaten his life because I'm crying because I'm like, if you tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. <laughs> and it worked because I, I looked insane, you know, because like you just see a guy that's angry, but tears are like, that's just like, this guy stab you. Right? <laughs> like yeah. th- this guy has no limits on what he'll do. And so I don't think he ever told anyone that that that, that happened because um, no one ever mentioned it to me. So. Yeah, out, outside. Lucky the the, the 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 principal and all the uh, all the uh, what's it called executive mm-hmm. whatever branch the there. staff the staff they 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 liked me so I only got like a in class in school suspension over lunch for a week. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like I got out of this clean. <laughs> well, then but I'm sure you were a good student. I was I was yeah. I was a super super good student. Like that was that completely out of character. Right? So yeah. like I've only had like a couple scuffles. Yeah, and, like that was the only one I got pun- punished for. Basically, uh, I had another guy that uh, probably mentioned it at some point on the podcast. But uh, every time I walked down the hallway, like he was, he was not uh, also a loser, but in, but he was like he like latched on to the popular kids. Mm-hmm. Like they made fun of him all the time, but he just hung out with them, so he kind of got to feel the cachet. Yeah, every time I would pat, I would walk in the hallway. He would be like, "Sup, fag!" Like he would just all like just all of the time, and like. Yeah. I was like, all right, you're homophobic, whatever. If I was gay, what's the problem? And then I would just keep walking, right? It didn't bother me. But then uh, one day, my great uncle passed away the night before, yeah. right? And I spent the whole night at the house, like, waiting for the funeral home to come get the body. We were just talking, crying, all yeah. that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of emotion, right? Yeah, totally. Going to school the next day and, you know, feeling a little, like, upset and low because I was like, oh, I miss him, all of that. And he du- and I'm walking down the hallway. He happens to do this that day. And it just, it hit it hit the right way and I was just like or the wrong way whatever you call it so I grabbed him and like I shoved him against the locker and I was yelling at him and I had my my fist cocked like this and then at that moment my religion teacher different religion teacher comes out of nowhere and tackled me (laughs) full on like blindside tackled like I was right here he full got a nice rap like and lifted me and set me down like it didn't hurt, but he was like, whoo, oh, like, like winding me a little bit and set me down. And he, he was just like, he, he knew the kid. He was just like, he looked at me. He was just like, just go to class. And I was like, fair enough. <laughs> I yeah. just walked away. Yeah. And then that guy never made eye contact with me for the rest of our high school uh, experience. So yeah, it, it's just it's it's interesting. Like when. What's well, about standing up? Right? Yeah, in yeah. Of, you, in terms of a lot of bullies, well, that's the thing. Like you've seen it in every sort of teenage movie trope is that yeah. you you, you got to stand up to bullies and and it, yeah, it, and, and perhaps it, like you know punching them in the face isn't necessarily the the the, the way to do it for all of our young listeners. I know well, you have a well, huge the, teenage there's following. There's different for this ways to podcast. do it. Like sometimes sometimes physicality like needs to happen. No, like at at some point it's it's required. Otherwise, other times you can stand it up for yourself in just on principle and 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 say something in the right way that it makes them feel um, feel like yeah. an idiot. Um, I had that with that same guy that uh, uh, that that I ch- chucked across the room. Yeah. Uh, the following year, we were in a, a gym class together, or fit fitness, whatever it was called mm-hmm. that, that year. Um, we were doing push-ups, trying to see what our personal maxes were, and then this guy came up and he was just like, "Hey, how many did you do?" Like, it, like trying to like say like he did more, and I was just like, "The thing was, I knew I did, I, I had done more. I knew because I was, I, I, I was strong in that way, but and so I had that confidence, and so I looked at him. I was just like, 
and and like I said it loudly in front of everyone in the class. I was like, "Why don't you just focus on what you're doing for yourself and like and work work on your personal best? I don't think it matters how much I'm doing in in terms of you. Like, does it? Do you need this for your self esteem? I just undressed him. Yeah, and like logically and intellectually undressed him in front of everyone there and then at the end of it my teacher like because i had interrupted the class my teacher was just like yeah and then just went back into the next thing and, and he, here we go yeah. yeah and it was it was it was validating right because like i yeah. i was able to have that position without mm-hmm. having to be i don't know ante- more antagonistic than required so yeah i i mean for for me like i often would I remember this guy was on the bus and he kept on slapping me in the face and I was like, please don't do that. Please don't. You could stop that now. And he's like, hey, 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 hey. And then I remember, I remember punching, I tried to punch him in the face, but I, I, I didn't judge the distance correctly. So I ended up like the fist stopped right in front of his face when it was, I was really going for it. But so I stopped and I was like, you better stop. And I could feel like the tears yeah. rolling up in my eyes and that sort of stuff. And then he, and then he, and then he slapped me again and I just like jumped on him or, or he went to slap me and I, I ended up grabbing his arm and like twisting it behind his back and like putting it, putting him into a hold and being like, you stop it. But like all my, all my power was yeah. negated by me. Like, like tears to you stop that right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, um, you probably had his wrist at a good spot. Though. Yeah. And like, like he never, do you have that fear? Ball, I yeah. have this, it's, I have a recurring nightmare. Um, and, uh, like it, it happens like all the time. And it's such a weird, weird dream is that I dream that, like, I'm trying to punch someone, but it doesn't, like, it, it's ineffectual. Hmm. Like, like I'll try and punch someone, I'll, it won't make it there, or I'll punch them, and, it, and like, my arms go, like, it turn into jelly just as I hit them, so the, the hit, like, because I've never been in a true, like, fight where I've had to, like, yeah. like, yeah, me like, 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 actually punch and actively, like, I've been, like, I've tackled someone and had to, like, hold them, like, that's about it. Yeah. Like, I've never hacked actually. Yeah, me connect. Neither. And so I think I when you when you to. don't when you don't have that experience or I guess maybe in my my psyche I don't have that confidence that I'll be able to live up to that. Yeah. It's like that's just that's so scary that like you'll be in that situation and then everything you do is ineffectual. And I don't know what the psychological link is there but it's just and that's a recurring dream yeah yeah it'll happen cool. like maybe a couple times a month I'll wake up in a cold sweat like interesting. <laughs> and and I, I I don't know it's that feeling of powerlessness, I think, it, what, is what it is. Because mm-hmm. I'm a control guy. I like to be in control. 100% me too. And uh, I think we have a lot of, like, parallels in our, in our in what we... I can't believe we both cry when wearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's rare that you run into that. Um, but it, oh, it, just it, all the time. It, it's just... Yeah, like it's flail. just... It, it's like... And then you just feel your arm go limp, like, as it hits. Like, it almost turns into a noodle. It's Interesting. And it's a, it's a, it's a real fear. Oh, bad. Wow. Yeah, the only, the, only, um, the only dream about punching that I can remember is that I was in a boxing match, but every time I punched, the person punched me, it was, like, really soft. Mm-hmm. And every time I punched them, it hurt. It hurt your, it your hurt, hand? No, it hurt, like, my head, too. Oh. Um, and, then, and then I woke up. And, uh, and there was a spot on my, like, right above my right eyebrow that hurt and the, the part of my first, my right index finger that hurt. I was like, this is weird. And I went kind of like to scratch it 
And then I put my face in my pillow. I was like, oh. So my theory is that every time they punched me, I'd slam my head into the pillow in my sleep. And then every time I punched them, I'm pretty sure I was punching myself in the face as I was asleep. Because I woke up, I was like, man, why is my forehead... I hope you were sleeping alone. (laughs) (laughs) This is when I was younger. I was like, why is my forehead so hurt so much? My my index finger. I was like, oh, when I tested it out. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I was just punching myself in the face. So that's my only punching, punching thing. I have a re- recurring dream sometimes when I when I wear my retainer. Because um, I had jaw surgery uh, in university. I had to have jaw surgery for corrective measures. Well, not aligned. Yeah, not aligned. I had an open bite, so my teeth only touched in one spot. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So whenever so I clenched my teeth, I, I so I had a bite block which covered the the back teeth. But also, I would never be able to bite into apples uh, anytime I b- bit into, like, a... So you would have to like slice them and then, and then just, like, put them in as slices? Yeah, yeah. Or anytime I bit into, like, a sandwich, like, the meat would come out. Anything that requires, like, your teeth to, to yeah. make that sort of ins- closing motion to cut yeah, things yeah, off, the, it wouldn't happen. The, the right? scissoring, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had jaw surgery. Uh, so now so now I, I still... I had braces as well because my teeth were real janky. Right. Um, I got the metal in there too. Yeah, and, and so so I still have to wear, wear a retainer. I, or else my two front teeth still start to separate. Um, but whenever I wear my retainer, sometimes I have this recurring dream where where I I got just this wad of gum in my mouth, and I'm just like, and I, as no matter what I pull out, it it's, it does it's, not it does not stop. It just keeps on expanding, and it only happens when a retainer is in. So clearly my brain is like, get this out of my mouth. Yeah, it's the only I used to grind my had. teeth uh, when mm. I was asleep. So like uh, that, I didn't know, but like the, the dentist tells you, right? Yeah, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, I, I had. Uh, yeah, I was. A, seems like we were both weird kids. Like I, I had a lot of, a lot of anger that I had mm-hmm. to. Me too. That I didn't know how to how to outlet. Process so like and... yeah, and because I was like I, I was a. I was a really like good student and a good kid and yep, like I, I always followed the rules and all that. And so like I think when you do that and you don't have an outlet for for all of the I guess the the craziness or the the uh, other like emotions that don't fit within that mm-hmm. framework. That mold, it's like right? yeah, like yeah. you're the good kid, right? Like you're the good student. The good like student, the student doesn't whatever. get to yep. rebel, doesn't get yep. to do that. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm acting that out now because I have a university degree and I want to do stand up. Like <laughs> maybe that's me doing it now. But like I, I would take it out in weird ways. Like I would uh, I would get angry at my me and my dad are really similar. Like both yeah. very stubborn and both very, and and in in general like in life we both have a, a like we're almost always right, and the only time that we're wrong is when we're talking to each other, right? Because one of us has to be wrong, right? And because uh, I'm younger and more educated, uh, just on paper, like it's usually me that's still right, and mm-hmm. he, and he's dad, right? So he can't be wrong. Yeah. So we would always buck, and and because we're so similar and we have the same kind of personality, like we, we that that friction was just so so high, and so, but he was a really good dad, so I didn't really have much to be angry about a lot, yeah. a lot of the time. So then I would just punch drywall, like, <laughs> like just punch the punch walls, and I was, I don't know how I did this, but I was, I probably mentioned this already if you listened, but I, I would always find a stud, <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't make it through, I, there would just be my, like, I have pretty, like, 
big knuckles, there would just be knuckle depressions <laughs> in the drywall. So you would just be like, mm, that's your super nice power. little divots. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I could just be great at construction. It's right there. It's right there. Just hey, make me angry. Tell yeah. me you're disappointed in me. Tell <laughs> me you're disappointed in me. <laughs> it's right there. That's where you need to put the sconce. <laughs> Ooh, uh, a nice sconce reference. That's, Rare. That's generous. Rare that you get a sconce reference on a podcast. Yeah, for me, for me, like, I, I remember the moment where I stopped being angry. I, I had no reason to be angry. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents are great. My, my, they're all both so kind and loving. Like, uh, I don't know what I was, I think, it, I think it's it, it all the world. Came, I think yeah. it, for me, like, I didn't have that, I didn't have a lot of trauma for, like family wise yeah. or anything like that it was just shitty other people and it's i think yeah yeah for me it was also i also remember getting angry is is because i had really high expectations of myself you mm. know what i mean and when and when those expectations weren't weren't met i didn't know <sighs> we are so I didn't, like i didn't know how to deal with it right i just did like the solo <laughs> podcast i did the other day i talked yeah. about that because like I, I you'll probably resonate to this really well yeah when things don't go my way i'm not I'm not upset about the thing that didn't go my way. Yeah. I had built up a whole future off of that thing happening. Yeah. That when, when, when say like, you know, you want to get a part or you want to get a yeah. job or whatever, if you don't get it, the whole future you had created in your head goes away. And that's the thing you're upset yeah. about. Right. Yeah. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah. And so, and so I remember like getting really angry and I remember in like grade 10, um, I was curling cause I, I curl or I curled in high school and now I curl, I've, I've gotten back into it. It's a great, cool. Cur- uh, curling, cur- curling cur- like yeah. a hurry hard on the yeah. ice. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, I was curling some sweet. Uh, yeah. I only do curls when I work well, out. Well, I, I, I like to go to a very cold building and then just do <laughs> bicep curls. <laughs> right there. And then I watch women scream about sweeping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a bit that I wrote that it never really worked, but it was just... <laughs> it was so stupid. It was like I, I always wondered what what uh, what what professional curlers were like in bed, and then I watched curling and I knew. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hard, sweep, 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 da- right down the center. Like, <laughs> it just it never worked because people don't watch curling. But like, <laughs> yeah. so I always the premise always made, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same joke as like watching tennis. It's like yeah. oh, that's what they're like, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember just like slamming my broom into one of the rocks cause I was so mad. Uh, and everybody at the ice, on the ice just kind of stopped and looked and I was like, ah, and stopped and looked at me and I, and it, it's it, the most nonchalant such... sport ever too. I know. It's like yeah, so, yeah. so casual, right? No, not really high intensity. Um, White people just doing the... weird plies. That's all it is. <laughs> just long strategy. Um, but yeah, I, and then slamming into it and I remember seeing everybody kind of look at me and I went wow, maybe this whole anger thing is, like, not a good way to interact with people. And then after that, it, it was, it's so weird because it's those that little... That embarrassment guy. Yeah, that right. embarrassment. It's those little things that, that kind of shift, you know, your your mindset. And, and anything can kind of be a trigger to that shift. Yeah. But I remember after that being like, okay, just calm down. And I kept on telling myself to calm down and calm down and 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 then so now I kind of like I kind of like pride myself on on being able to stay level-headed yeah. right even in those in those intense emotional situations mm-hmm. uh, and if, and like it does it does feel good it feels good to feel extreme emotions right yeah. I know what even talking about heartbreak before whenever you get your heart broken you kind of at least for me I kind of 
relish that feeling. You it's, know, uh, it's that it's that sadomasochistic, that masochistic um, sort of view of like, yes, oh, I know I'm like broken inside, and and it, and I'm devastated, and and the world is. It hurts me so much and you can feel it inside your chest mm-hmm. and then at the same time you're like oh wow i'm feeling this such incredible emotion right now and yeah. you and you kind like at least for me i kind of i know i stay in it longer than i need to because it's that Sitting. sort of like that feeling of being able to feel and being able to feel those kind of extreme emotions is is in a weird way like gratifying. i heard this um uh I, I, I'm a huge fan of Tom Segura mm-hmm. and like his podcast and he mentioned this on his podcast when he was talking about uh, going to therapy or something like that and he was saying that his therapist told him that uh, he exists in a narrow bandwidth of emotion hmm. like so his peaks aren't very high his yeah. lows aren't very low but like he just stays within that but that also prevents you from feeling any extreme emotion yeah. right which is a protecting thing from like from Absolutely. feeling the lows but like you also don't feel the highs and I kind of understand that because like it resonates with me a lot because i i i wouldn't i i don't let myself get super angry i don't let myself Mm -hmm. get super sad yeah uh you know i don't know if i i I, if i if i'm feeling super low i just i know i just have to go to an open mic and just tell some jokes and maybe i'll feel better and then i'll get back there but when i do get to feel like that extreme sadness it's like it it's nice to it's painful, but you're right. You're just, you're feeling something, mm-hmm. you know? It, yeah. It sounds like, it's almost sounds like we're, 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 we're dead inside, but it, it, yes. it, what it is, is I, I think it's that we, we have, we're so connected to our emotion. We, for me, it's like, I'm so connected to, to how I'm feeling that mm-hmm. it scares me to, to feel that way. Right. And, and so, and I know that, that once I, I let myself get that past the point of no return, logic goes like goes away with it right yeah. and i never want yes. to let myself get to that it's again, that that point of anger because and 100 percent, and and going back to like when you're with a significant other once you get past that point of no return and for me like i can be i know that i'm a smart guy mm-hmm. and and i i like being logical but being a smart guy and insightful and and but when you com- combine that with anger towards a person I know I, I would be, if in that state, I could say something to someone I care about that I could never take back. Yeah, right? 100%. Like, you could say something in that state that will ruin your relationship going forward, yeah. right? And that happened. That happened, like, where you where you say something that, like, cuts them so deeply that, like, you, you have to repair it for, like, years to come, yeah. right? I know particularly like with uh, whenever whenever my girlfriend and I get into an argument or, or whatever if, yeah. if if emotions are high like it's the same it's the same thing for me and it it, it kind of sounds it sounds it sounds really kind of do you like to pause I like to pause oh I I, I like to like hey, like we're, we're, yeah we're angry like let's take a minute like I, I'm gonna go go for a walk like hundred percent we're and, the same and, person and we we, we yeah. <laughs> it's like. The, my my arguments go. She'll she'll say something, and then I'll just sit in silence for like a minute, and then I'll be able to say because I'm going through all the different the different responses in my head, and I'm like, okay, if I say it if I say it like that way, uh, I, I'm gonna I'll, I'll hurt her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or if I say it in like in this way, I like I really want to say this thing, which I know will be biting and yeah. really cut to the core. And then the other yeah. part of me is like, 
don't say that, you stupid idiot. Like, you care about this person. Yeah. Why would you, why would you hurt them? And yeah. Why would you say a thing that you know is going to, like, strike mm-hmm. to the core of their insecurities or whatever? Yeah, and, so and, it's and that then you, sort of... like, but th- there's also these, um, these things that, <laughs> I, I, me and, my, me and my ex, we, we, I've only had the one long-term relationship, yeah. so that's why I keep going back to it, is that, that we would fight in different ways. She likes to, like, get, like, super big and, like, and, like, get angry and and she 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 felt a lot right she mm-hmm. she feels a lot yep. like yep. she she a, a, which is a, a strength because it's like she she is able to connect to people and feel their emotions be empathetic which is a huge strength but yeah. it's also a weakness because um everything would bother her right like the littlest thing that yeah. would really throw her off like for example um she won't mind me saying this because it's it's a true thing it's like if she had a plan in place for what we wanted to do and say one thing went wrong in that plan, yeah. that would ruin her whole day, yeah. right? So say it's like we were supposed to leave at this time, we are supposed to get this table, but then we can no longer go there. She would be in such a bad mood that would ruin the rest of the day. Like we, like, mm-hmm. and, and then that would make me upset because it's like, okay, I know this didn't go your way, but can we pivot? Can we, can we still enjoy each other's company? And then it's like, and then when you have that, and then it would be hard to get her back to normal, right? Yeah. Back to back to be able to enjoy and and you know reassess the situation. And she and me, like I like to take a pause, take a breath. Like I'll I'll take like, hey, I don't want to I don't want to like have this fight right now. Can we take a couple hours? I I can go for a walk, you know, and then I'll give you a call, and then like so I can think about what what we're actually fighting about. Yeah. And uh, and th- that that was that was something that became tense with us because I I kind of started to feel like that responsibility to because she would she, she, I'm so logical and like I would always have to like try and figure out what we're exactly what we're fighting about yeah right because like guys in general like we're all we're usually clueless about like where is this actually coming from right yeah and then you're trying to source it back and trying to put together the pieces but like they're saying this thing but what are they actually upset about and that 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 responsibility kind of can kind of get tiring right to be mm-hmm. always be operating at that level yeah and so yeah it it's it's hard to try and find the compatibility in like the way you interact with people yeah yeah anywho what's the best time you've had on stage and performing <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, well, Monday night. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's not never no, a bad thing because if your last show is your best show, that means you're growing, right? Yeah. That's all it means. Um, I mean, Monday night was was great. I mean, that, that's sort of... The, because it's such an intense and stressful competition, like, yeah. to be able to... To, to have to have my performance like and we're all incredible performers right so f- everybody you Sean like 100 percent you you had the moment of the night so like the Thank fact you. that you you had that among among like you these know, incredible talent yeah. incredibly legends among people. Titans right yeah. like or Titans among legends something like that yeah one of them yeah uh, attack on Titan yeah um. <laughs> class class of the Titans <laughs> yeah you remember that show it's the cartoon version of Zeus and his kids <laughs> no, that sounds incredible yeah. though it was it was it was like a cartoon where like all these kids played like demigods. They were all ha- like half children of of like the different gods. So like Achilles had his kid, like Zeus had his son, etc. etc. Yeah. It's a great show. Um, well written. Anyway, so, so so that was a high. Uh, I wonder because I I was thinking about this too, and my my really close friend Ryan, who I went to university with, um, he has he had this expression that he that he told me in university, and it, it really stuck with me, uh, just to of saying like. 
treat every show like it's the pinnacle of your career. Mm-hmm. And 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 that kind of mantra has always has always stayed with me in terms of in terms of believing whatever show you're in is is like might be the best thing you ever do. Yeah. Right? And might be this might be like the peak. And if it is the peak, like to give your all and to give your whole being and, and satisfaction uh, to it. Um, Hold nothing back. Yeah, know. and that's like kind of a tangent. That's not to say like uh, every performance I've been in has been great, no. and every experience no. has been great. Um, that's just kind of the, the the mindset that I. But it, so- it sounds like what you're saying is you're things. going into everyone optimistic, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not look like I, I've had this new stand where I look at the audience and I'm like this can be bad. Like, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> and, and usually I'm right when I do that because like you. you 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 see how everyone else is doing on the show. It's like you know yeah. other people's materials. Like that usually hits hard, and it's not landing at yeah. all. It's like you're gonna go up. It's like okay, we're gonna do our best here. Yeah, right? that's all we can. Yeah. All we can promise. It's not gonna be good. Yeah. We're gonna do our best. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, it's not to say that the uh, the when I was when I was touring a kids show and we were we were doing a a, a one hour show um, to to promote this 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 show that I was on the Mobley's. Uh, was the, is that a Wiggles-esque thing? It's a Wiggles-esque thing, yeah. It's, it's, I, I did uh, two seasons of it on CBC Kids. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, where, I played, awesome. where I played a giant green God, I need to get to know you more. You, have, you probably have so many, you have so many stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I played a giant green grasshopper named Gisbert Grasshopper. He was like the science guy. How hot was that suit? It was, uh, oh, uh, man. I... When I'm picturing a very large grasshopper costume. It, it was pretty good here. I'll see if I can. Uh, I'll get a picture up um, for you guys as I'm as I'm as I'm describing it. Uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad because you could still see my face. I had a. Uh, oh, did you have to green face paint? Uh, no, I I just had green glasses and like a red wig and uh, a green suit. So since he was like the science guy, it was all about getting kids up and active. The mobile right. like mobile was their uh, was their thing. So he had this like green suit. Um, because he was the science guy, so he was always kind of prim and prim and proper, uh, and oh, it's kind of it's kind of blurry, but oh, you, can, okay. you can see the. Uh, oh, I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah so oh, that's, that's cool. It, 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 it's a, it's a little uh, Teletubbies esque. Yeah, in, in, in the with the antenna with the antenna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just because he's a bug. Yeah. Um, the uh, the costume on a so on a tangent the costume for the first season was so bad because the antenna didn't fit properly. Also, my pants were both too tight and too loose for a movement show, which is terrible. When we're dancing, three like dances every episode, um, but the antennas were so bad. I started getting welts on the side of my head, oh my God. and they started to like bleed. But this is like my first. But really, this is the best. This is the best job I've ever had. Right. The, the most. You don't want to complain. You yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's a series lead on a on a network kid show. Right. R- right. Like it, it, I was working steadily for for a couple months. Yeah. In film, which is such a gift. Yeah, some nice paychecks. Yeah, too. It's such <laughs> a gift as a as, yeah. a as a as a as a younger actor. Um. And so I I'm not gonna complain. Right. Like, right. I, uh, again, it's like yeah. This is. Do you want the stunt guy to do it? No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm yeah. just happy to be here. Right? I'm like, like uh, I'll work for hot dogs. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. And so anyway, so I yeah. Can I? I, I remember. Can the, I bring my Tupperware to craft services? <laughs> <laughs> I remember they got it got so painful that I was popping like 
Tylenol, two Tylenol every few hours, three to three Tylenol, whatever. Um, just getting an ulcer. Just like yeah. really, really, really painful. I was getting pain in parts of my head that didn't have any like pins or anything. Right. Because the pain was so much that it was transferring to different parts right. of my this head the to tension, try to like a tension headache. Yeah, almost, to yeah. try to like balance out the amount of pain. And then at the end of that one shoot day, when they took the antenna off, the relief was so immediate and cathartic that tears came to my eyes. And yeah. I, and and it sounds I like I, you're describing someone who likes wearing nipple clamps. It's like <laughs> it's painful, but then when they take it off, oh my gosh, I never like, come harder. <laughs> and let me tell you, on this kid show, I came oh my to God, work. I, forgot I came we to work. Kid show. I came to oh. work every day. Is what I'm saying. Oh, um, I brought up nipple clamps <laughs> in the middle of a story about a kid show. All right. Ooh, good podcast host, Nick. It's, All right. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's canceled now. Oh, okay. We're not doing it anymore. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I was like, oh, this is how torturers, uh, tor- people who are it's being like tortured. It's like water torture. It's can, like just little, little droplets can of pain. Get, right? yeah. like, can love their torturers because yeah. they're the ones who cause the pain, but they're also the people that cause the pain to stop. Yeah. And so that was such a, such a unique experience that I don't think I've ever felt in my life, that sort of relief. Uh, passing, and I know I do. I've Sounds like you were one season away from that guy in Homeland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Um, and I, yeah, and I was not expecting. It's not like I was sad or anything. He gave any me emotions. an apple, and I fell in love. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, I'll do whatever you need. The president, here we go. Yeah, um, I'm in the bunker. Let's do it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> For those of you just beginning Homeland, yeah. don't 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 take. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, season four is a little slow. Uh, I'll say that. <laughs> I think season what is it? Season six now? I, I can't. Yeah. Uh, I want to get back into it because like I. It's yeah, one of those I, shows st- where I stopped you, around you know, season four. Where, one of those shows where you have to like get through the first three episodes of the season. Yeah, before just, it starts because working. you need to be you need to understand the narrative. You need to be invested yeah. in order for the intensity to convey. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you tell people to watch The Office. It's like just get through the first season. Just get through it. <laughs> Then you'll and then when you go back and rewatch the first season, you'll love it. I love I love The Office so much. Oh my god, yeah. But I remember like when when you first start the first season, you're just like, I don't know about this because like because it's so character driven. Mm. You need to understand the characters to understand the uh, the insanity of the situations, right? So if you don't understand that Phyllis the Phil who Phyllis is, when Phyllis comes in and says something, the joke doesn't hit hard unless you know Phyllis, yeah. right? Yeah, I get that. I guess uh, I started watching the first episode of The Office I started was in season three, episode mm. three, The Coup, or episode four. It's one of them. Um, oh, when Dwight does, when the, Dwight coup, does yeah. the coup. That's, it's still one of my all-time favorite episodes, maybe cause, for a nostalgia factor. The, the first episode I watched was the the Christmas episode with uh, with with the like, naughty Santa, whatever, the, the steel gift oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. With the iPod. Yankee Swap! Yankee Swap, thank you. That's what, oh, God. Uh, that, that's the first one I watched, and that's a, that's a strong episode. Yeah. I, I, I still think, like, my favorite moments in that show, and then we'll get back to your killing story, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, is is still like just the random cold opens that they did like with Dwight and Jim mm. like when Asian Jim oh yeah it's perfect Asian Jim's great uh, or or no, actually I take that back my favorite moment in the show is is I think it's season eight or seven where they they're just breaking down it, it's the HR episode where they're breaking down all of the pranks that Jim pulled on Dwight oh. <laughs> 
And then, like, just when he's describing them, it's like, he made me hit my he- myself in the head with the phone. It's like, that one was tough. Yeah, it's with like, the nickels? I just had to put more and more nickels every day, and then one day I just took them all out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Anyways, you're yeah. touring a kid's show, and you're oh, talking yeah. about your best show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, that definitely wasn't my best show. Yeah. We, we, our audience was one tiny child with a balloon. So, so I can't say that. So I can't say that all of my shows were like right. my best shows. Um, there, there are a couple that come to mind. A couple of just like really satisfying performances. One was in university uh, for our for our movement class. Uh, so we had we, we did a contact movement, which is if you if you've seen the uh, the city company or uh, probably not, but uh, I'm trying to para- Parabolus. I want to say their name is. They're incredible. Um, it's just all like creating. Uh, it's very similar. It's it's dance without the dance, right? It's expression. It's expression through, through movement and like a lot of contact and a lot of like lifts and learning how to exist in using another person's body weight and like exist as as one, but you're two or three. Right. Um, so myself, my friend, telling Ryan, a story just through yeah, just through movement, just through movement, just through movement mm-hmm. is the is a key and set to set yeah. to music. Yeah. Um, or, or, or whatever, sort of. I feel like um, you should wear, be wearing a turtleneck and a monocle while you just go. <laughs> it's just, you want to, to, to communicate with your body. Yeah. <laughs> there's something, yeah, there's something to be said in yeah. terms of uh, the, the, I mean, the, one of the tenets of, like, musical theater, not to go on a tangent, is right. that, like, the reason people, the, the reason people are supposed to sing in musical theater is because they have so much emotion that they can't speak it anymore. Right. And then when that emotion gets so big, you, like, dance. And I yes. feel like there's some, there's something interesting in terms of the, the art of, of being able to express something through your body that you can't through mm-hmm. your words, right? I think that's why we all find dance so compelling. I mean, um, that that's basically, at its core, that's what sexuality is right yeah, it's, it's yeah. physical intimacy it's it's your that's legit i never it's a, I never it's, a it's a it's a feedback loop right yeah so like you could feel things just you can say things with your eyes your your touch or whatever that you can't say through words yeah right? and i guess in the musical theater sense like this is my math brain working yeah. like nope, if, you, if you're looking at a at a graph of emotion yeah right like you you start at talking mm-hmm. right you dialogue then you move into singing yeah and then you move into dance and movement and then that, yeah. that and then you're able to ride those waves and communicate different messages mm-hmm. throughout it right that being said fuck cats Wor- worst worst two and a half hours i've ever spent in my life was seeing never, cats I've never seen i don't intend to oh gosh I, I i i you know what i saw it when i was really i was probably nine or 10 like yeah. so i don't think all the metaphors went over my head it was just like creepy people being cats yeah. right because they come through the audience <laughs> they touch you they're like charical cat it's a lot the only thing i know yeah. about cats are any parodies of it like on kimmy schmidt if you've seen kimmy schmidt. i think i saw like half of the first season so mm. i'm probably it's like later on. Yeah, yeah. it's like later on in the yeah. fourth season titus yeah. gets involved in a production of cats oh. and the way he does is he just puts on a cat costume and goes up on stage with the other cats through the audience and they're just like that's literally how everyone got into this show <laughs> this show is just us making things up because yeah one cat there's, will no, skip. <laughs> there's no script uh, um anyway so i was doing this contact movement uh piece which is which is different different than dance with my with my friend ryan, ryan and david it was three guys and uh was set to the talk about being embarrassed being okay with being embarrassing doing a movement piece with two other men yeah as a straight man like that's that's like that's a level of like we're we're all gonna be okay with this right like yeah that's just 
go just try to connect back to earlier. 100%. Like you need to be able to to let go of your own ego to be able to, just to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And well, and, that, and that's that's also like a topic that kind of fascinates me is that sort of and this is what the piece was actually about is that sort of sense of of male intimacy, you know, and and why why it, it's it's still so tough to to be emotional as a man, right? It's it's often frowned upon by by a lot of other like other men. Yeah. Like if you're if you're emotional uh, around a woman, like they'll just they'll usually be like, yeah, emotions are accepted. Yeah. I feel them. Yeah. But if you're emotional around, around I don't know a if guy, you, you have this. I I have a really hard like even though I cry, like my tears come easy when I'm feeling a lot of emotion. It's hard for me to cry. Yeah. It's hard for me to like actually let go and in, into tears and let the let the sobs come. Like yeah, it's a and, like, thing, right? And 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 it's it's hard when you you're feeling those emotions. And and someone's hugging you and saying it's okay to let it out and mm-hmm. you don't know how to yeah. and you can't. That's a that's a weird that that's a weird moment of like as a man where it's like I I want to do this so much yeah but it's but I can't and I don't, some it, reason, something's not letting me. There's this barrier, right? But, like male intimacy is so amazing. Like like uh, one of my best friends, I'll, I'll like. Uh, we'll get even headier here. It's like his his dad uh, when he was a, a lot younger, he, um, like he was twelve years old. He had a stroke and he he, he became nonverbal and like had to go oh, into wow. a home. Like and he he was there but he wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. And so he has a lot of like he's always looking for a father figure, right? And and when we became friends, he started to find that in my dad. Cool. Right. And so like when he has trouble, he just call he calls up my dad and they're able to have a conversation. That's amazing. And so he spends Christmas at my house and like we, we became, we became friends because I was really good friends with his girlfriend. And then uh, because we went to, him, me and his girlfriend went to school together yeah. and then we had all three of us ended up going to the same university and they, they lived together. And then two months into university, his first years, they broke up. He lived on my floor. She got mad at him because I mad at me because I was being nice to him, yeah. gave me an ultimatum. I chose him because he was nice to me. The yeah. whole story. Yeah. Um, but that, now we're still really good friends. And then me and him, like, when we were living together in a house, like, we would, like, cuddle. Like, we, we would just, we would watch movies and, like, like I, I would sit back, he would let, rest his head on my shoulder and we would just sit and watch a movie together. That's and, amazing. Like, it's that level of comfortability. It's like, and it's not weird. Right? Like, yeah. It, 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 like, when other people see it, it's, like, it's weird. Like, it's like, you're just like, this is just what we do, right? Yeah. And then, like, and then... One day, uh, he he was he was out uh, out drinking and he he uh, he jumped out of a tree because he went up there to just be fun. He jumped out of a tree and broke his foot, like broke a bone his foot. And I had to go and pick him up and take him to the, the hospital. Yeah. And we spent the whole night in because ho- he was drunk and like and and he was like in so much pain. He was crying. Um, that's still his uh, his contact picture on my phone. Uh, oh, it's so much funny. Uh, here, let me let me see if I can pull it up. Him crying is still his contact <laughs> picture on my phone um, from that night, and, and I still remember like he was he was in so much pain like he was crying and he and he started to like feel emotions. He's like he want he was saying he wanted his mom, he was dead, like all these other things. And then like I just held him and he cried. Yeah. Right. And we were just ha- had that moment like he he couldn't stand, so I had to hold him up while he went to the bathroom, right? Like just to be able to piss, right? Yeah. And it like that's something that it did I didn't even think twice about these yep. things right we were just holding hands just two men and just and feeling things and then having heart to hearts and stuff and and now like we fast forward like we don't see each other as often as we'd like to but yeah. when we do like we make a habit of just sitting down it's like 
okay, how's life really? Like, I'm just having that, that deeper conversation, yeah. you know, sipping a whiskey and, like, maybe mm-hmm. letting tears come out because we talk about our hopes and dreams and yeah. the things that we don't live up to our expectations, right? That that, that sort of, honestly, man, that sort of that sort of friendship is, is so beautiful. It's like, amazing. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to hear about just yeah. as, a, as an outsider and... and um, and it's, it's, it's hard when you want that with other people, but they, they hold themselves back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when, yeah. when, when you, you, when you know, those buddies that like are awkward in a hug, Yeah, you know, like they're, they're like, they're like, uncomfortable oh, with we'll the contact. The yeah, yeah. They do that weird hug. Like they hug you, but they never let their arms squeeze. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, it's like, dude, it's like hugging women is great. But when you get a hug from another man. And you both do that nice squeeze. It's like, oh, this is so comforting. Like, I feel supported because because normally as men, like you're you're, you're the strong one, yeah. right? And you're you're the one that's yeah. like giving the power to them. But it's like when there's that feedback, we got each other. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's so that's so wonderful to think oh, about. Man. But movement um, pieces. Yeah, so back to the movement piece. Um, the premise was set to this piece um, by Don Ross he's a guitarist yeah he does this sort of fingerstyle guitar which uh, basically means it sounds like he, there are 17 people playing but it's just this one guy he's an incredible artist um, but uh, so it's just all it, it was like a seven minute movement piece was the requirements and it was it was just about men and the gr- and grief so it all started we were all in like suit jack suits and we turned around and like let a rose fall on a coffin and whatever and then uh, it started with like my character started collapsing into them mm. and then and, and being propped back up again and then and then like falling down and, and being propped back up and over the course of of the piece like uh, our, our like suits got discarded and there was like a bloody mark over our chest and whatever so people could really you know know that we were in pain um uh-huh. <laughs> uh and and just it, it, it was this i wish i wish i had a recording of it it got it got recorded over by our movement teacher so we didn't, never got a recording of it we were going to do this this like a, a longer um pl- kind of play with it but then uh david ended up moving to greece with his wife and so we yeah. couldn't, we couldn't really get that together but it it was just such a such a meaningful um project to work on because because of the sort of there weren't any words needed and all you saw was the body contact and people literally Mm -hmm. literally helping each other get get back up on their feet right and then eventually there was this door that we had in the corner of the of the the stage or the the space where we kept on trying to open and get out Mm -hmm. and we couldn't get out and yada yada and then myself and ryan formed like a human staircase as David slowly walked up over it and like walked up over the door and then opened it from the other side and we were all like able to, to, to go through and that was like the end of the the end of the piece. Right. Um, Only through working together can you get over yeah, this, and, this barrier. And right? just like and just support just just trying to like the, the general thing is, is is supporting one another and that it's okay to feel and that it's okay to like break down and be supported by yeah. Which is which is a great which is a, a general message that people know, but also be, just to be supported by like other yeah. other men, and like it's okay to be vulnerable. As well, men. going back to like what we were saying earlier, like these realizations we come to, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and they're all simple, 
yeah. every big epiphany, every big uh, uh, lesson or thing that, that you realize as you come to is simple, right? It's like uh, personal connection between people is, is, is important. Like it, it's okay to feel emotions. Um, put yourself out there. No one really cares. Like it was thinking that much about you. Uh, all these other things. There's no reason to be embarrassed. You could tell people all of these things, but it never, it'll fall on deaf ears. They have to learn it for themselves. They have mm -hmm. to realize it for themselves, right? Like, I call it for a lot of people, they have to reach their fuck it point. Yeah. In order to be able yeah. to, like, just be, be themselves. Like, for me, like, I had to reach my fuck it point just to be able to be, like, I'm okay with, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, on service level, like, just talking to women and being okay with putting myself out there. I, I like, just asking women out and being okay with numbers, yeah. right? You, you have to be able to, like, Li live in that rejection like all these other things that you need to realize um that's why i i, I try really hard to to be a person that that can facilitate that for other people like yeah with all my buddies like we're talking phone random with an i love you right like we're like and 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 i don't call them buddies i call them i, I said hey brother how's it going right it's true like i if, if we're if we're that that close to each other like you're you're family now right yeah and and just being being able to be that for people right like yeah. for my buddy like his dad had that had that thing happen to him and then this last summer he, he passed away right and then so just being able to say like you're you're not alone like you're st i'm still here for you right yeah and being that uh and then he like this if this isn't so man I don't, I don't know what it is. Like I was on vacation when his dad passed away. He didn't tell me until I got back because I would have flown back. Yeah. Right. Like, and he, he didn't want me to do that. Right. Yeah. He, he was like, we'll just, so then, that's such a, such so, a, so, like a guy thing. Yeah. So we had him over for dinner and we drank to his dad and like me and my dad and him and just had, uh, you know, a lot of scotch and, and got to talk about like what it is to be a man and, and all of that. Right. Yeah. And it, it's just, it, all of these things, all these like uh, you know tangents, or all these experiences we have to go through just to be able to know something that we heard in the first place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and but it, that's such as life, right? You need to be able to, you need to go through the hard stuff to be able to appreciate the the sweet stuff. Yeah. Which is what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Right? And so so that that particular piece was um, is very is still very memorable for for me because I remember that like a lot of the men in the audience now sure it's at theater school and so generally the men will be more connected yes, with their emotions because that's literally the job but um but like uh, over over 50 percent were yeah. were like moved to tears the hurdle's a little bit lower but you still yeah. have to get them over right? yeah yeah we're, we're moved to tears by the yeah. piece right because it, it, it i think it is it was a thing that resonated so deeply and so mm -hmm. so that is a super big high for me i guess like in terms of performance wise or anytime there's a performance that because uh, I do I anytime that there's 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 performance that that can emotionally help someone or emotionally change someone it can be comedy or drama like it both ha yeah. it happens in both um, well you're you're making people feel things right mm -hmm. like um, <clears throat> laughter is agreement right mm -hmm. and but also like making someone feel any any type of real emotion is 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 also like a, a form of agreement, yeah right? a way of if catharsis to, of releasing that sort of if you're able to elucidate something out of their bodies right uh, something involuntary right tears yeah. are involuntary laughter is involuntary um anger is also involuntary right like if you're able to make them feel something or make them connected to something yeah. and that you can play around with that right so 
I, I have bits where like I, I'm, I'm being silly, but then I'll get poignant for a second and I'll build it up that way, but then yeah. I'll subvert that. Yeah, right? 100%. And, and then it, using that as a tool to be able to facilitate something, even though you're being silly, you're trying to make people laugh, can you also think about this? Can you also feel something about mm -hmm. this, right? And that's a, an interesting thing to be able to shift into because when you first started doing stand-up, like, I'm such a comedy baby as it is. Yeah. Like, I just want to do anything to get a laugh. Now it's like, I want the right type of laugh, yeah. right? Like, I, I, and so that's a that's a fun place to be in, mm -hmm. you know, which is super interesting. But yeah, that sounds like a really fun thing. I'd love to see if you guys could put, to, put together a reunion piece for that or something. Yeah. That'd be fun. Or you just do it by yourself. That, that would be a great comedy bit. It's like, uh, usually I do this with two other people. And then it's like, you're doing a lift. I There's no fall. one there. <laughs> because it starts with me like collapsing to the side. I just yeah. fall on the ground. And then the, you just, you'd have to talk to her. It's like, normally there's someone there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a funny bit. That's so funny. That could be great. Oh, that would be a great character piece. Yeah. It's like a performance artist where no one else shows up. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we get to characters again, if we uh, if I'm still around in the in the competition. Oh, that's that so could much be, fun. Could be something. All right. Well, let's get toward the uh, the last couple of questions here. Mm -hmm. So uh, the 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 last two are just happy ones. Um, so uh, happy based in 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 morbid uh, I guess uh, settings uh, because the the second last question is. Uh, can you, if you, if you were, if you died tomorrow, mm -hmm. um, what can you say in your life that y you've done has left the world a better place? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're ready to say nothing. <laughs> and do you do that too when people ask you questions? You're just like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I'll always do it. Like, it's like, if I have gum, it's like, you can I have some gum now. No. But I'll do it as I'm handing it to them. <laughs> um, that's a great question. I think for me, it's it's about just being as kind and understanding as I can to as many people to everyone that I meet. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think kindness. I think our world right now is is can be pretty cynical and and even in the comedy sphere, like it's easy to be self-deprecating and like it's easy to be cynical about about well, and, uh, and not even things. just cynical. It's it's it, it kind of uh, forces you into yeah. that into that because um, it can quickly become like people don't talk to you because they like you. They want something from you. Yeah. Right. Like like uh, we were talking well, about sure. uh, um, at, at before before the performance. Like yeah. I just did a week at a club. It's like all these people yep. are, are messaging me. Oh, congrats and stuff. And then there are people that are just like not even saying hello. They're like, hey, who books that? How'd you get on that? It's like, all right, you want to say like, hey, how would yeah. it go? Like yeah. you treat me like a person before you use me as a contact information. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and so there's a, yeah there's a lot of I don't I don't know what it is, but I feel. I feel like kindness is not not underrated, but it's and it's not in short supply. But I think it's just such an important resource to put out into the world, right? It it there it costs you it never costs you anything to be mm -hmm. kind to someone, even if they're. Um, this is what it's this is like my my potentially naive way of the world is that like I when we were talking about fights earlier I was like I don't intend to, to ever be in a fight because I feel like I'll be able to either diffuse the situation with my logic and words and intelligence or just mm. or with understanding um, and so 
I would hope I'm still young enough that I can see myself. It's gonna happen <laughs> at some point because, like, I, I don't know. It's almost happened with stand up a, a couple yeah. times. Like, just like it wasn't, it wasn't me, but like someone was on stage saying something. There was a drunk that came up, and not like I was about to jump in, but like just to to break things up. It's like, but that could easily get out of hand, right? Any type yeah. of situation yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. you never know when you're gonna be called upon. Oh, for sure, yeah. right? Like, uh, obviously that. Um, also, I'm young yeah. enough to think that, like, I should be doing, you know. <laughs> uh, logically, I, I'm like, you, you don't need to do I, When I was out on uh, the same the same Mobley's tour, we were walking downtown, and these 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 guys were, uh, I don't know if they were they were homeless or not, but they were asking for money. I was like, oh, no, sorry. And we were going under this this bridge, and they were very big, big guys, and the, the, the everybody who I was with was kind of getting getting sketched out. I was like, oh, no, sorry. And they started talking. I was like, oh, I just tried to respond with kind. And then the, one of the guys just, like, grabbed me and, like, put me into, like, this bear hug hold. And I was like, wow. And he, and I'm, I'm, I'm six foot tall. I'm average weight, like 180. Yeah. I'm, like, average strength and whatever. This yeah. guy had to have been five inches taller than me. Like, big dude, 300 pounds. Yeah. Like, just like bear hugged and put my arms to the side, and 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 I just and he's like, ah, like I got you, like no, I need, like you're gonna give me some money right now, or it wasn't it wasn't necessarily threatening, like yeah. oh, it's not like my life was in danger, but but uh, I I remember just like looking up at him and and just being like, hey buddy, like how's it going, and 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 just kind of talking talk, talking to him and just treating him as a human being, yeah. right, like treating him as a human being. He was making this weird aggressive move, but. But still, just like Todd, I was like, yeah, so, like, cool. I'm Isn't just, that like, just the embodiment of a lot of our society? Like, yeah. that guy's just starved for a connection. Yeah. Right? You know like, I mean? you smiled at him, and he took that as, like, as I like need a, a hug. Yeah, or you something, know? right? And I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. I'm like, anyway, I got I to gotta get going now. And he's slowly, like, diffused. So I was like, cool, but, like, thanks, like, have a great day. That sort of, right. and continued on my way, right? Yeah. Um, but it's that sort of, that. that's why I feel like that sort of kindness mentality, I hope... Can get can get me through a lot of situations, yeah. um, but if I were to die tomorrow, I would not that I, not that I've. Hey, it's ne it's never it doesn't have to be anything big, man. Yeah, uh, it's not like it's, it my answer for this is just it's just me saying that like I was able to maintain relationships and connections with people throughout my life that mm -hmm. I think made both of our lives better. Yeah, right. Like just making sure that. In in my friend group, uh, my my parents' place is the place where we hang out. We hung mm -hmm. out in high school, where we still hang out now. Yeah, like that's the place. Like we come over, we 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 have food together. We get we get to catch up with one another. We yeah. get to be friends and still. And that's that's and I think that's one of the the most amazing things. Just being, and that's what the, what I really look up to my parents for. Mm -hmm. um, by by no means are like are are they super wealthy, but like we're like. At this point, like they're upper middle class, yeah. right? Um, but they don't spend. My dad doesn't doesn't buy cars. He doesn't yeah. do anything like that. We spend thousands of dollars, like in a night, having people over. Like, we'll, like yeah. when when we have people over, we'll have like fifty people over for a birthday or 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 a gathering That's or a great. barbecue That's or lovely. whatever. And my dad will just go like, "All right, let's hit the LCBO and like like hit the beer store." Spend like nine hundred dollars on liquor and, and 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 food for a night, right? Mm -hmm. And then you factor in everything else that would like and and just have and 
they all they get out of it is just having people there for connection, mm-hmm. and I love that. Like that's yeah, that's wonderful. I, that's that's my that's my my dream is like it, like uh, my my goal in life is to be able to take people that I care about out for dinner yeah. and not worry about the bill. Yeah, like just th- that's my idea of success. It's like how many, however many people I want to bring with me. Yeah, let's go to a nice restaurant. Let's have get a, wine pairings. Have, let's have a nice dinner. Yeah, have a wonderful meal. And then, and then I'll, I want to be able to just drop my credit card and then, and then be like, that's fine. That, yeah. And that's 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 something I I would love. I would love. Yeah. That's that's my dream. That's cool. Accomplishment. And and I think that's what's important is to have attainable goals mm-hmm. that that are have their roots in something good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like I want to do stand up. I want to be. I want to be be fi- famous or like be known for that. Yeah, but because that allows me to do all these other things, that yeah. allows me to do more comedy, do more of the thing yeah. I love. Yeah, not because I want like I want to be a, a swinging dick down the street that people notice. Right, yeah. like that's not what it is. I want to. Be, I would love to be able to know, be known well enough that when I walk to a restaurant, they're like, "Oh fuck yeah, here's a table right yeah. here," because I'm I'm a fat kid at heart that just wants food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's it. That's it. Huh? Yeah, but it's it's all these connection things. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to wrap it up, because we're coming up on two hours and oh, it's wow. been phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't felt like it because yeah. we've just been flowing. Yeah. Um, to, Thanks to, for to uh, me, sticking to, around, yeah, listeners. Yeah, to bookend it at, at the uh, fr- from the beginning. Um, tell me about the best day of your life. And what I mean by, by that is, um, if you could wake up tomorrow and relive a day, you don't get to change anything. You don't get to do anything differently. You just get to go and like, uh, avatar, like relive that whole day again. And just get like when you, you know, a movie that you really love to watch, mm-hmm. like you get to every time you rewatch it, you catch new details, new, new things in it that what, what day in your life would you love to be able to do that with? Yeah, I was I was trying to think about this a lot on the on the drive over. Um, I I'll will give I'll give two. Um, one one was just on on my birthday. Well, actually, it was two weeks before my birthday. I went out to my sister's place in Hamilton, and this is before she she was engaged. Um, and so and just like my whole family was there, and they threw me a surprise party, and it was a big surprise because it was my birthday, oh, and. Awesome. Uh, and we just hung out, played played some games, had some pizza. It was just like went to uh, what was the video place? Hmm. What was the video place? Oh, jumbo just, video. Jumbo video. <laughs> went to jumbo video. <laughs> yeah, jumbo video was dead by then. Got got some popcorn. Got some popcorn. popcorn. Yeah. yeah, but I I guess for for me it kind I kind of gravitate. I was surprised that I feel like I would I would gravitate more towards those kind of like just a nice low key day. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was searching for something that was like, oh, the peak of happiness, like the peak of euphoria. Like I always get the you. I always get a peak of euphoria whenever I book a, book a job. Yeah. Because right? I'm like, yes, I'm. I did it. I, I did it again. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um. Uh, or or even performing, which I which yeah. I which I love and can't can't see myself doing anything else. Uh, that would be that would have been a second option of like a two a two a two show day. At when I was working in Halifax at Shakespeare by the Sea, but on the in between our break, we all hung out in the park and played Catan, you know. Yeah. It's like those sorts of that's well, capturing. I think it would gravitate more towards the the my family's surprise birthday party, like because then it's all well, about I me. I think I think our our, our our ours are like my answer is similar, mm-hmm. uh, but I I think what it is is that because we have similar brands, maybe this will resonate with you. Is that yeah. Um, 
it's the the moments where I've been. It's not. I, I don't think it's happiness exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's contentment. Content. Contentment, right? Yeah. And I think that happens when it's the moments where you're with people you care about, like mm-hmm. like you're describing. But it's also that it's it's such a, a a poignant and perfect moment because all of your other cares are able to fall away. Yeah. Because it, it yeah. seems like you're also a control jet. person. So yeah. e- even in moments of elation and happiness, like w- where you're booking a job, you're, you're not you're not enjoying yeah. it completely yeah. because you're all you're, all of a sudden your think your brain is going. It's yeah. like all, all I have to do all of these other things. Yeah. So you can't really enjoy the moment, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's when you have these slower moments that that mm-hmm. that are it's just where where there's nothing huge happening, right? But it's just a slow steady amount of joy yeah. and elation that yeah. all comes together and then that's that puts such a nice color on the world and mm-hmm. it and makes everything like, slow down a little it bit see, it seems it seems calm it seems yeah. it seems like you're you're just your body is, is soaking in water right yeah. like it's that it's that feeling of, of dipping in water and feeling that sort of water wash over you but yeah. the, but the water is is calm yeah um, yeah and it's the, like that's it's the moments where life's all almost starts to make sense mm-hmm. and it only makes sense because you're not thinking about it yeah you're not thinking about like the meaning of it or whatever you're just like why do i feel so good right now yeah. right and then the but the funny thing is the second you start to notice it is when it starts to come yeah. up, fall away <laughs> and so it's weird that like it, it is really like zen or Bo- mm-hmm. buddhist or whatever like just doing the thing is what you need to do. Yeah. Right. Like, and like, like on Monday I had a great night because I was just thinking about doing the show and doing well. Yeah. Right. All the other shit in my life fell away because like we just have to nail this sketch. Yeah. yeah. And that's and like that's amazing when you like things just suck you in. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. 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 So and I, it's surprising. I I really didn't think that would be like. The, if somebody asks, like, oh, the happiest day, you're like, okay, well, i got to think of these grand yeah. things that have happened. And I was like, no, the first, the, it was, I figured, like, okay, go with whatever kind of first pops yeah. into your mind, and, and, and that's it. And I think that's, for me, that's kind of a cool, cool revelation, too, yeah. you know, that I'm just like, yeah. Well, it all, it all, all like, flows back together. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just the simplest things mm-hmm. are, make you the happiest. And yet you cha- we chase all of these other things, right? Yeah. We chase all of these other things that, that we think are going to make us happier, make us feel better. But that at the end of the day, it's just us rolling dice playing Catan. Yeah. It is yeah, what yeah, yeah. Is, is when we're, we're our happiest, right? Yeah. Speaking of which, we got to plan that day. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for doing this. This hey, has been wonderful. This has been um, great. Thanks for having me. Now and fifty-three minutes of, of pure joy for I've, me. I've yeah. loved. I've loved getting the opportunity to to get to know you better too. Because yeah. it's this is kind of fun. This that, is a, that's why I love doing this. Because uh-huh. like, it's a fun when thing else for do you, like it, like we were talking about in yeah. this world? When else do you get to sit down and like have a captive conversation with another person yeah. that you're interested in yeah. and get to just converse? for hours at a time yeah. without interruption right yeah. like normally it's like w- one of us would be pulling out our phones yeah. like to be like oh yeah that's great but also let me talk to this other person yeah. right and that's why i think it's it's nice when like i think we need to get back to that thing that was famous on the internet for a bit where like you put your phones in a stack and mm. whoever pulls it first has to pay right yeah like that that 
maybe not something that extreme, but like, yeah, let's unplug for a bit. Let's do some. It's it's weird that that feels like it's extreme, right? Yeah. Like, but but I don't. I'm gonna have to check my phone. So yeah. I don't want to have to pay. I can't afford it. Well, I I, I don't. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. No, like, uh, the extremity the extremity of it was just having one person pay for everyone. Yeah, That's no, the, totally. the thing. Is like, yeah. but uh, maybe the maybe do it like where that the whoever pulls it first has to pay for the appetizer. Yeah. Apps for the table. I, are you an apps for the table person? I oh. love. Love apps for the table. Come on, best nice spinach dips. Oh yeah, oh. that sweet calamari. Mm, yeah. Nice fried calamari oh. with a nice chipotle aioli. Girl. Ah, all right. Well, let's end this on a note that makes people salivate. Go eat some food, guys. Yeah. Have a great day. All right. Well, thanks again. And this has been. Uh, I think this will be episode twelve. Episode great. 12 of That's party. my favorite number. Awesome. Awesome. Possum. It's my birth uh, birth month as well. Accomplish something there.